listeners, happy to see you. Welcome to season two, episode 14 of the Author Accountability Podcast. I'm Donna, and with me here is Rianne and Rachel. Hello. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we've got three people on at once. Am I right, Rianne? Yes, yes, it is. Normally it's just either me having somebody to get on a guest on because you were having a baby or you having a guest on because I had a baby. <laughs> that's true. That, yeah, sure. That's strange. It's different. We'll work. We, we'll get there. I think, I hope that this recording turns out all right because I noticed the last time when, because oh, I was doing some editing earlier that for some reason my audio keeps dipping in and out. So if I'm dipping in and out, please let me know. And then I must just check what I'm, what's going on. I think we should be all right this time because you've got normal headphones in rather than your little yeah. earbuds. Okay, brilliant. Awesome. And and Rachel's the high tech one of us and she's got a she's got a mic in front of her. A plus. I wish I could say I was high tech. It's actually my husband's microphone, which I uh, somehow managed to figure out how to get to work. Yes, and, and Rianne is is very pointedly giving me eyes and says, well, I use a microphone too. Yes, she does. I just never see it. I do. I always have a microphone. You do never see it. So the way this works is I have to connect my earphones to the microphone and then connect the microphone to the laptop. So oh, it looks right. like I'm just on headphones, but actually I have a microphone. Yeah. So you are the most high-tech one of all of us. So let's 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 have a proper catch up. I mean, we were just busy talking baby stuff before you came on, Rachel. But how how have you been? What's been going on in your life? I just released a new book. Um, yes, <laughs> yay! I'm so happy that's finally done. So um, yeah, all the stuff that goes along with that. Uh, lots of excitement and stress and a, a bunch of small things going wrong behind the scenes. Oh, no. not fantastic. I mean, these things happen. It was literally the day before release, like less than 24 hours before the ebook gets pushed out. And um, the one distributor that I use for Google Play and Barnes and & Noble was like, oh, we didn't send your file because we picked up, our system picked up that it's a duplicate title. You've published this before. So there's a problem and we're not going to send it. <laughs> it's like what? It's not a duplicate title. Anyway, there's a, yeah, there were a, a number of reasons why that happened, but basically I was panicking. So I'm like, this less than 24 hours and I have to like email support because you can't phone people and wait for a reply. And then you've got mm. to try and get the file to Barnes and Noble. And uh, somehow miraculously, everybody received the ebook file on release day. I'm still not sure how that happened, but that's <laughs> really good. I'm glad everybody got your file. But this is one of the reasons why I'm like terrified to go wide without going to an aggregator. Like I know draft digital will take a massive cut of like the royalties, but I'm j- I wouldn't have to deal with these problems. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this was, so I, they don't take a massive cut. What's it like 10%? I mean, I suppose that, you know, it does eat into your royalty. Um, so this was published drive um, and they instead of taking 10% they now have a, a subscription fee so based on how many titles you publish with them you either paying I think like $50 a month or $100 a month or whatever it is so yeah depending on the size of your catalog and how yeah your royalties like it's it can be worth it because in some cases $100 is is less than 10% of your royalties. In some cases, it's more, and then it's not great. 
but anyway, yes. So, you know, a distributor is supposed to take away all your stress, but then it was their system that was like, oh, we think this was a duplicate, so we're not going to send it through. It was basically because I had also published like a sample, well, a, a part one of the book, which I made free so that people could start reading it before release oh, yeah, as like that. a kind of marketing strategy. And then, I mean, it had a slightly different cover. It had a different title. It obviously did not have the same ISBN number. But I assume because some of the content was the same, their system picked it up. I mean, it's the same as publishing book one and then publishing a box set of book one, two, three, which no system is ever has a problem with. Anyway, that was one of many small things that went wrong. <laughs> oh, but at least everybody got their, their books on time, which, which is the main thing. Yes. So on the whole, it, it has been good. It's been fun and exciting. And yes, now I need to get back to writing the next one. Yeah, sure. Well, congrats. That's it's amazing. And as always, we'll have all of Rachel's socials and stuff in the show notes. Um, and so go check her out. We'll we'll put your do you have a link tree? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. okay, we'll put your link tree on there so that it's just one link and then all of us her, her stuff will be on there. Personally, have you done anything exciting? Because I have not. <laughs> anything exciting in my life uh, I'm not sick anymore I mean that's exciting right? when you have a small person in your house who goes to daycare and brings home germs like any time that you're all healthy is like a major win um, yes no. I feel that yeah no also because with um with us we've just as I was telling you guys off off air I suppose so M was ill about a week and a half to two weeks ago and she got over that and now she's currently running quite a scary fever which got better last night but is now reared its ugly head again this morning and so Ricardo is taking her to the doctor not quite as we speak in a, in a few minutes time they'll be leaving but yeah it's um I'm concerned that it's the same thing coming back because I really battled to get her antibiotics into her the last time and so I have a hunch that it's the same thing that is coming back again. And I really don't like the, the idea of that. So that's, that's what's happening in my life at the moment. Yeah, it can be tough to get medicine into small people when they don't want to take it. And what about you, Rianne? What, what interesting things have been happening with you lately? Life-wise, nothing really. Just, you know, normal day-to-day -day stuff. But writing-wise, I signed up to Daniel Wilcox's Writers to Authors Mastermind, which is six months long, so it would take me through to December, just because we all know how ridiculous I am with <laughs> starting multiple projects, writing multiple things, editing multiple things. I was like, I need somebody to tell me not to do that because I just, I continually do it and then I stress myself out and it's just, my brain hurt. Ah, uh, yes, Rianne, the chronic... Uh, project starter she she is I don't know how many at the moment technically probably about four five separate projects at the moment am I counting correctly yes yes, yes you are five. five five projects so yes she she's she's like the energizer bunny of writers Rachel she just does all the time and she's just full steam ahead it's amazing do you want to know what's even more ridiculous yes I just submitted a sample to be part of another anthology and there's also another anthology which I want to do but the submissions aren't until March next year so I don't need to think about that one for a while but I'm, I'm considering entering that one too. 
Oh. Okay, no wonder your brain hurts. <laughs> you have so many things going on. That's a good segue, actually. So what are you currently focusing on writing-wise? Re- Rachel, you just released um, something, so I'm not sure if you're still, you know, sorting all of that stuff out. Is there something else that you have in the pipeline? Um, so I am still sorting out a bunch of, you know, there's like always small things that go along with the launch. I, I'm still waiting for stock from the local printer and then I'm putting together some book boxes and then there's like ISBN stuff. You've got to post copies to the NLSA who gives you the ISBN numbers, all of that like little um, admin stuff. Aside from that, I am working on the next book, even though my brain is always like, oh, there's another shiny story. Um, I don't. I can't work on more than one at one time, not successfully. So yeah, my brain definitely hurts if I try to do that. I feel like I can only really successfully immerse myself in one story world at a time. Because um, you know how you kind of become obsessed, you, like the story details, like consume your mind all the time and you're always thinking about the characters and everything. So I think I get a bit confused if I tried to like properly write more than one story at the same time. Um, and also, you know, people are reading the new book and finishing it in a day and they're like, when's the next one? So <laughs> I need to get, I need to get, uh, get that finished. Definitely. Yeah. No pressure or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like when you, when you cook like a gigantic meal and you spend hours and hours, like the whole day and then your family or friends sit down and it's, they have finished eating in like five minutes. Like, oh, that was great. <laughs> like I just slaved for hours and hours. And in yeah. the case of a book, it's like months years sometimes mm-hmm. but Rianne as we've we've been has been well established on the podcast she, both she and I work on multiple projects at a time her to a greater extent than uh, my current count is three with the focus on one so I'm busy revising and editing NTN and the others are kind of like as and when I have time or if I need a break from the, just the enormity of edits then I'll go and work on that stuff just so I'm not just not working on something as we said Rihanna's working on five different things at, at a time she staggers her process though it's um, some plotting some writing and then some editing and and releasing so she's it's not like she is writing drafting more than I think it's two or one at a time so I'm drafting too, but only yes. because, only because since having Mallory, I now have less time. So I take Sunday evenings, Monday evenings and Wednesday evenings. And just like I do Monday to Friday with my hour in the morning, I do an hour on those evenings to write. So I write a different project than I do in the morning because I feel like I don't have to commit as much in the evening. So I can just, I can work on a passion project or I can work on a short story or I can plot something. Whereas my Monday to Friday writing hour is I'm drafting one specific book and I don't deviate from that until it's done. At least you have your process and it works for you. And I I assume separating times of the day also helps your brain to compartmentalize which one you're working on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all, you know, I still get distracted by like TikTok and Instagram reels and, (laughs) and all that stuff, but I try and like flip my phone over and I'm like, right, don't look at it. So I have three hours every evening. So I usually spend one either drafting or plotting, depending on what I'm feeling at the time. And then I spend two hours editing because I find that I'm more creative in the mornings. I'm more methodical and I can edit better in the evenings. I don't know why it works for me like that. It just does. Okay. 
Well, at least you know your process and how yeah. you work. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, it took me a while to figure it out. When I started writing, I was writing in the evenings and I'd get really like disheartened because I'd only write like 100, 200 words because you get in from work. You've just done a really long day. The last thing you want to do is more work. Mm-hmm. So when I got with my husband, he was like, you spend too much time in the evenings on your laptop because I was writing every evening just to try and get some words in. So I was like, well, you don't get out of bed till like 7am. So if I get up at five, I can just do my writing without affecting you. And turned out that was a good move for me because now I write like a thousand words every morning and it's great fun. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing is to know yourself. Yeah. Still getting there. Still getting there. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like as soon as I really, like I've, I've got something locked down and like, yeah, this is good. This is working. And then stuff just happens and things change again (laughs) and I've got to like resituate myself what tasks specifically have we said I know Rachel you said about the um the book boxes and stuff that you that you're wanting to get out soon I personally just I'm just chipping away at my edits to be honest just trying to do my meager 500 words a day because that's all the time I have is like nap time at the moment and sometimes not even then because of of him being sick. But uh, what about you, Rianne? What what specific stuff have you got um, to focus on in the next couple of weeks? So the next two weeks will take us to the 18th. So I want to write 5,000 words of my work in progress. I should, should, probably won't be, but I should be halfway through the final edits on book two. And... I, I really want to finish my plot because I'm halfway through. And if I could get half of that second half done, I'd be happy. Awesome. Uh, any muggle appointments, interesting muggle appointments? What about you, Rachel? Have you got anything other than writing related stuff planned for the next couple of weeks? Anything that you're willing to share that is? Um, we have some family coming to visit. Kyle's parents, Riley's grandparents. So um, I think that's the only um, thing that's happening in the next few weeks. So that will be really cool because they live um, in your part of the world. You're probably really? <laughs> yeah, um, Port Shepston. So probably not too far from you. Uh, about I think. 45 minutes drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are driving this side. That, that's a trip. <laughs> that's a long trip. <laughs> It is. So they're doing some uh, work-related delivery things that require them to drive. So that's why they'll be driving here. And then they will spend some time just hanging out. And I'm sure Riley will have a blast, as she always does, when people come to visit. So yeah, that will be fun for us. Awesome. And you, Rianne? No interesting muggle stuff, but I do have a local literary festival next Saturday where I will be having my booth and selling my books, which will be fun. Ooh, that is that's a lot of fun for myself I think the only thing that I've got going let me open my calendar uh we're going away the weekend of father's day um so that that'll be nice um are we going to visit um well not visit rather we're going to stay in a little fishing cottage on a friend's farm so it's myself and Ricardo and Em, obviously, and then we've got a couple friends of ours who are joining us as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, just, just I think, Thursday to Sunday. So it's only a few nights. Oh, nice long weekend. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Let us move on to the fun stuff. Movies, TV, reading. What are you 
doing with your free time? Um, are you asking me? <laughs> yes, Rachel, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, free time, what's that? Um, <laughs> at the moment, I for books, I'm currently reading Twin Crowns. Yes. Um, Is it good? My copy arrived the other day. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, do you have a hard copy of it? Yes, so I had that. I have a physical copy of it. I, I'm really annoyed that I didn't pre-order it from Waterstones though, because the Waterstones version had like really nice decorative stenciled oh, edges. Yes. Oh, now I've seen on Instagram all the beautiful different editions. I think they had two different ones because there's two main characters, Rose and Ren. So you yes. know, like you can collect both, or you just get the one that you like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, being on the side of the world where it's not as easy to get hold of beautiful editions, I just have the ebook. Um, I actually forgot that it was being released and then I opened up my Kindle app and was like "Ooh, this book just arrived yay that's the best so yeah it, it is really good I'm really enjoying it it's nice to read YA that that is definitely YA you know I don't know if you know yeah. what I mean but there's a lot of YA these days that feels a lot more adult and is quite spicy at times yes it's still labeled YA Whereas this definitely feels like good old traditional young adult to me. Uh, and it is lots of fun for anyone who hasn't um, heard of the book, Twin Crowns, it um, follows two main characters, two sisters, twins, who were separated at birth, Rose and Wren. They're both princesses. One um, has been raised at the palace in the kingdom. She doesn't know that her sister was taken away when they were born. Um, the other one, Wren, who was, was raised with witches and she was raised to come and basically steal her sister away and then take the crown for herself so they kind of swap places and then adventure ensues afterwards <laughs> oh, oh you've made it sound even better than the blurb did I now can't wait to like pick it up that sounds amazing yeah. I actually saw that one on on TikTok it's 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 written by two authors am I correct is that the same one yes. Yeah. Oh, that is exciting oh. and what about um tv and movies um, TV, I spent many months not watching anything while I was getting the book finished because I was working every night as well as every day. Um, but now finally I have a little, little bit of spare time and Obi-Wan Kenobi just came out. So um, that's what Kyle and I have started watching. Only three episodes so far, but um, yeah, so far enjoying it. I don't know if you guys are Star Wars fans or if you follow any of that. I am a Star Wars fan. I, however, am also a binging fan, so I will not start it until all six episodes are out. Okay, yeah, I know the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really watch, I've, I've tried to watch Star Wars a couple of times, but I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I feel a bit intimidated because I feel like if I get into it, like I'm going to really get into it. I'm, I'm like that, like, if I, I commit and I, and I all in like for periods of time and um, which, yeah, it's intimidating because the Star Wars franchise and fandom is so big and I just don't know where to start. Yeah, I will admit I'm not like a super hardcore fan. So a lot of the the side stuff, the like animated series and all of that, I, I haven't followed that. So, um, but Kyle has, I think he's probably watched like everything that's available. Uh, so then it's fine for me to watch with him because then he'll be like, okay, so you have to know that this person is this or, you know, these types of characters are from this because we saw them in this series. And so, so now we're supposed to know that this thing means this. I'm like, okay, great. All right. It's good that I have you. That is excellent. <laughs> I mean, 
that, I'm sure that's why you just keep him around because I mean, that's very useful information. <laughs> um, what about you, Rianne? Reading, watching? Re uh, yeah, reading and watching. That's all listening and all listening. Oh, okay, I'll Thank go you. then. <laughs> okay, I think she might be quiet now. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm doing all of the things because in writing Obviously. life, I am in my normal life too. Um, that's my child gurgling in the background. I do apologize. Um, so reading wise, for a physical book, I am reading A Court of Thorns and Roses because I promised some bookshop friends that I would read it. Um, if you go on to my TikTok, you'll see updates. Um, I need to yeah, find another one seen, this morning. I've seen some of your updates coming up. on. Yeah, days. so I'll be doing another one later because I'm almost to the end. And then ebook wise, sometimes my child sleeps on me and the only thing I can reach is my phone. So I've started reading a Kindle book on my phone. So I'm reading Shattered Kingdom by Angelina. I'm going to butcher her surname. I think it's Stefferson. Sorry if I said that incorrectly, which is like a, a, a an epic fantasy. Um, on my Kindle upstairs, before I go to bed, I'm reading The Cursed and the Broken, which is by Chloe Hodge. Um, and then audiobook wise, I'm listening to the Complete Air Awakens series. Honestly, I don't know why I'm listening to it again, because last time I read it, it put me in a book hangover for like six years. <laughs> But it was just so good, and I can't, I can't not do it because. Is that I, um, Elise Cova's series? Yes, Elise Cova's series. Yeah, it's just. I'll have to get that. Okay, so the audio is good. Maybe I'll get the audio. Yeah, so she's just. I use audio. She's just re-released it. Um, like okay. she's got all five books singly or a complete collection, but she's just released it. Has done a second edition because the first one she had two narrators and she didn't like it so she's re-released them all with the same narrator for all five books okay. um and it's just as good as the first one so I'm very happy I'm rereading it tv wise I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy I'm almost at season eight <laughs> eight out of seven Rianne has like there. has like full time like full full-time relationships with the tv shows that she watches she, she yeah. never picks something with like two seasons she always no. picks something with like five between five and eight seasons <laughs> that is true that is very true um i've just finished watching the circle season four um on netflix and... oh, i still need to watch i still need to watch that yeah and then i i went to the cinema the other week and watched top gun maverick with my mum. i'd never seen the, the original top gun film but Talk on Maverick was really good. So last night I was like, what, what happened in the first film? And basically, it's just the same story. I, I haven't watched either, so I can't comment. <laughs> have you watched either of those, Rachel? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if I have like the old one, I don't remember. So I'm just going to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so for me, I'm not really watching much on TV. I do still need to watch The Circle, as I said. But um, I'm still working my way through Castle, re-watching Castle, because I never finished, it's got eight seasons, and I watched, I think, about season six, and uh, a long story, basically, I moved house, and we couldn't piggyback on my brother-in-law's servers anymore, so I I just lost all progress on all of the stuff that I was watching. So and now I found a site, uh, a pirate site online, where I'm re-watching a whole lot of stuff. So I've just finished season four. Oh, you naughty girl. I know. Lock me up. Call the popo. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just finished season four, which if you've watched Castle, you know, is the end of season four is like chef's kiss. 
Um, so yes, I don't have you have you watched Castle, Rachel? I have, and I'm trying to remember. I feel like eight seasons is a lot, so I probably didn't watch all of them. And I don't remember. It's been a number of years, so I don't really remember the storyline. Like I definitely don't remember what happened at the end of season four. Okay. Okay. So if you have not watched the end of season four of Castle, just uh, block your ears. Uh, Rianne, you have watched it, hey? Nope. No, I've you haven't. I've never seen a single episode of Castle. Okay. Well, I'll be ambiguous I'll then. Spoil it for us now. <laughs> but the the end of season four is when the thing that you've been waiting to happen since season one happens, and it's like, oh. Okay. So by that ambiguous sentence, are you saying that two characters got together? Maybe. (laughs) That's usually how it happens. That's what what I'm assuming. (laughs) But it is. I like the the whole setup and like for a writer, for for, for people who like are ingrained like and look at story, the way the relationship develops and how the one character kind of comes to this realization and finally accepts their feelings is actually really touching and it's yeah it's really nice it ties in a lot with kind of the character's whole motivation for everything that they do and it's just it's really nice I I really appreciated it even more this time around having now started the process of writing and creating my own stories and I appreciate it even more so yeah and then for reading I just finished fairy prince rachel's book i told you i bought all of it because i read the first two i read uh, fairy guardian and fairy prince a few years back and i don't know why i didn't end up carrying them on i don't i can't remember the situation probably find that something happened and i didn't have the money to buy them or something anyway so i've just finished fairy prince and i'm just about to start fairy war um i've got the the one edition with all of them in so um okay, cool. me too yeah <laughs> we we love we love good fantasy up in here um yeah so i'm really i'm really excited because it's like i don't want to say okay okay editing don is going to have to edit this out because i just i need to gush a little bit yeah so um it, but it's it's a very interesting twist that I th- I'm very excited to see what you do with it um, in in Fairy War. So um, I'm looking forward to reading that. <laughs> Which brings us to our discussion topic, finally. Um, and it is, let me get the wording right. What is the best money you have ever spent as a writer? So Rachel, Okay, I'm probably supposed to say like editing or cover design or something like that. Um, but um, probably, yeah, without a doubt, the best money I have ever spent for my career was um, the first book firm feature deal I ever had. Really? Because I don't think my, yeah, really. Uh, which is maybe an unfortunate answer because for everyone out there, like you can't make it happen. Uh. Although, I mean, you can present your books in the best way possible and, and all of that. And they have lots of recommendations, but you still can't be like, I will make a book bub feature deal happen for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it was, um, it was a number of years ago. I can't remember the date now when I did my whole 10th anniversary thing, I went back through all of that and I found, I think it was maybe 2014. Um, and BookBub was still so new that like a lot of readers, uh, a lot of authors hadn't even really heard of it yet. 
and paid advertising was also like not really a big thing. I don't, you could probably pay for Facebook ads, maybe, uh, but I certainly didn't know anything about that. Or I don't think Amazon ads existed. Like paying for advertising was not really something that a lot of authors did. Um, and I remember reading about this and then telling my husband about it. And he was like, so you're going to give your book away for free. And then you're going to pay another site to tell people that they can get your book for free. <laughs> like, how are you, how are you winning here? Uh, and, you know, how, however many years on, we now know that this is a fantastic strategy that everybody uses. And I think at the time the deal was, it was $70 which is like nothing if you think of what you have to pay for advertising and, and BookBub feature deals now. I mean, depending on yeah, the, the last BookBub deal I saw was like $500. So the fact that you only paid 70 <laughs> was, was an absolute bargain. It was. I do, it depends on the category. So BookBub, for anyone who possibly hasn't heard of it, is a like a deals, ebook deals site um, where you pay and they have millions, literally millions of subscribers. And every day they send out an email that has a few selected deals in it. Um, so you apply and if you get lucky, they select your book. So yeah, like the major categories like romance and mystery, um, also depending on what you price it at, like if it's priced at $2.99 or $3.99, you're paying I mean, probably more than $500, maybe six, $700. I don't know. I, I've obviously, I don't use those categories. So young adult is one of the cheapest. Like fantasy is also quite expensive, but uh, mine have always been accepted into young adult, which is one of the cheapest categories. So yeah, $70, $70 seemed like a huge amount of money back then. Um, but, and this was also back when BookBub worked really really well I mean it still works but you don't these days you don't really see results like you did back then I just saw your tiny little Mallory hand waving in the corner oh, sweet <laughs> she just wants to be involved yeah she doesn't want to miss out FOMO yeah so so I set the book free and my husband's like oh my gosh giving away books and I, I only had three books in the series in so then there was um, book two and three that came after that that were paid and yeah like thousands of free downloads started coming in for the first book because that's you know that's what happens they send out the email and then you know literally immediately like people started buying book two and three I don't know if people still do that but like back in the day people were just like without even I mean I assume people were not reading it yet because it was on the same day that you know the deal went out for book one um, yeah, so that was that month that that book bub deal happened, and the the month after that were my first five figure months, yeah, in dollars. Uh, and yeah, obviously I got a, a huge amount of readers from that. So I'm pretty sure that my career, I mean, I don't know what would have happened, but uh, yeah, my career took a a good turn <laughs> at that point, and so, I got a whole lot of readers, and I assume I still have some of those readers, although obviously you lose a lot of people along the way. But I don't think I would be where I am today if not for that first book bug deal, which, yeah, like I said, you kind of can't make it happen. But that $70 that I spent however many years ago, I would say, it's probably the best money I have spent in my career. Sure. That, that is a definitely an unexpected answer. Like you said, like you expect somebody to say, oh, cover design or, or editing, but that, that's actually a really interesting story. And I think definitely very valuable for, for our listeners. For, for me, if you, if you would permit me, Rianne, because my answer is very, very short. 
I've barely Go spent any, I've barely spent any money at all, to be completely honest, um, because I have yet to actually publish a book. I had the most money I spent is on maybe author branding. Um, and um, uh, I assume if you ask me this question in a few months time, I'll say the coaching that I've since bought, <laughs> well, since then would have bought, um, wow, English. That, I don't know even if that was a proper <laughs> sentence, but yeah, so I'm doing coaching um, with a world building guy, uh, Andrew. He was on the podcast a few months back um, as a guest. And so I'm going to be working with him in August. And so I'm looking forward to that. We've also, um, just as a, a, a sneak peek for you, Rachel, we've organized to do a world building crash course with him on, on the podcast um, in Ooh. which he facilitates us building a world. And then Rhianne and I are going to write short stories in the world. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Other than that, I haven't spent much money at all. But I would assume if you ask me this question at this time next year, I will have a much better answer. <laughs> well, maybe we should revisit it next year. Maybe we should. And see if your answer <laughs> has changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, normally I would say cover design because cover design is really big editing is really big however for me I would say the best money I ever spent was on the formatting software vellum because it makes it so easy so easy to create every single file that you need and now that they've brought in all the customizations like they don't all have to look the same and it's just it's one of the best things I've ever bought and I've bought Atticus as well and although I like Atticus I still prefer vellum like vellum for me is just it's just a little bit smoother a little bit better it's so much easier to understand like for someone it like if you don't want to watch a video on how to use it vellum mm. is so easy to understand you can just dive straight in whereas yeah. for me with Atticus I was looking at all the different things and I was like I probably could figure out all of these things but I don't want to like I'm gonna have to watch a video <laughs> on how to use it all properly Whereas with Vellum, it was just like, oh, you press this button and it does that. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay, can I change my... Though. Sorry to cut you off, Rich. Can I change my answer? Because I didn't even think about no. computer software. <laughs> Please. Scrivener. I bought Scrivener years ago and I love it so much. It's like my other spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's so nice to have everything all in one place. And because I was a mess before everything was on Google Docs and in notebooks and it, it was an, it was a complete mess. And now everything is all in one place and it's great and it's amazing. And that's all I have to say about that. Sorry, Rachel, can you carry on? <laughs> no, that's, no, that's fine. If you write in series or connected books, do you put all of them into like one Scrivener document now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but that's great. Because before, you know, I hate word, I've always hated word, but also, you know, I would have uh, separate books and separate documents. And then when you want to refer to something or find a detail, you got to go open another document and then search for, you know, the word that you think you might have used in that bit yeah. to check details. Yeah. Yeah. In one Scrivener document is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Software, I didn't actually think about that. And Vellum, you know, have either of you ever tried to use Adobe InDesign? No, no, because it just looks ridiculously complicated. I know you can make beautiful books in them, and I'm really Mm -hmm. jealous that you can make them so pretty, but also it just looks too hard. But the thing is, now you don't have to 
So I have done a few books in, in design and like, you know, had the bang my head against the desk, throw the computer out the window moments because I'm like, this is so hard. This should be easy to just put a thing there. And why can't you put the picture there? And why? Uh, anyways, I'm sure it's fantastic if you know exactly what you're doing. And I did eventually figure it out. But, you know, there were hours of tutorial videos and things that went into it. But Vellum, wow, yeah, since they added all the, the custom headers and the, the full page chapter design, yeah, my books have come out looking pretty much the same as if I'd used InDesign with far, far less headache. So yeah, in software terms, I would say also that is probably the best money I've ever spent. Now, Vellum is a Apple-only program, isn't it? Yes, but you can use Mac in Cloud on a Windows computer to actually use vellum okay okay or and, and, you can and, just find someone who's really nice who has a mac and vellum and that will format it for you yeah, that's a good point <laughs> but i honestly because i recently got another computer and i've done this the last three times i've had to buy a new laptop and i've ummed and odd about maybe making the switch to to apple and because i'm i'm a diehard galaxy girl like you won't like I've had a Samsung for probably t almost 15 years and but every time I hear all, all the authors talking about all these lovely um, programs on Apple and this and, and I'm like the thing is though it's a commitment because if I get a Mac then I feel like I have to get an iPhone as well and it's just it's expensive I just don't have that kind of dough line around yeah it might be better for you to do the Mac and cloud Thing, mm. which I've never used myself but I think plenty of authors do so hopefully it's not that hard <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> a lot more affordable yeah what about Atticus Ren is that uh, is that also a Apple only program no Atticus is web-based so you can use it on pretty much anything ah well maybe I'll maybe I'll try that that sounds like a good because these are all things that I'm having to really seriously start thinking about in in more serious reasonable terms <laughs> the other piece of software as well that I bought which was really good although I still I need to go back and rewatch the um instruction videos because I still get really confused whenever I open it is publisher rocket to figure out like what categories to put your book into because yeah. otherwise you're just you're just a fish out of water and you got no idea what you're doing yeah that's also another good one but, and also I, I used it again recently for the first time in years and I did have to go onto their website and look around for some videos because I opened it up and I was like, mm, no, I don't know what I'm doing here. What button to click on? I don't even know what information I'm looking for. But yeah, once I had watched a few help videos, it was, it was definitely useful. Because Amazon doesn't show you anymore what categories your book is in. Like they used to yeah. long ago. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you could see every category and now, now it's gone. So yeah, when this new book came out and I was like, okay, I need to do things properly this time. First big launch in years. So let's get all the categories sorted out. So this was kind of, it was the easiest way once I remembered how to use Publisher Rockets to see all the categories that it was in. Uh, and some of them were definitely wrong. So I had to email Amazon to be like, please get it out of that children's something category because I feel like it's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah those two things would be the best money I've ever spent as a writer because I'm I'm really basic I've played with Scrivener and I don't like it I just prefer to write in an Apple Pages document because it's got less distractions and then I edit in Word okay. she's a simple girl 
she's got a bajillion different projects, but she just likes the simple programs. <laughs> Rachel was saying about how she wasn't sure that it would fill out, but I think there's some very unexpected answers and I'm excited now to kind of start looking into a lot of the programs that you guys have mentioned and to kind of really dedicate some time to learning them. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to have to sort out the whole cloud situation. But yeah, I think that's that's a great stopping point for us. Very much are looking forward to having you back on the podcast as and when it can be arranged. And you did mention those couple of topics. That's the word. Yes, those couple of topics. So we'll, Rhiannon and I will have a chat and see where we can maybe slot them in. And then you're welcome to join us if, uh, if you'd like. Okay, awesome. That's always awesome chatting with you guys. Yeah, so cool. So thank you again so much listeners for being with us. Um, All of our links and everything will be down in the show notes as usual and we'll see you back here next time. Bye.